Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored by Nitor Protein, N-I-T-O-R, again, because a lot of you ask how to spell it, N-I-T-O-R, performance.com is the website. Use the code Maximus Podcast for a 20% off discount. You can also check out Lalo Tactical. They're available at www.lalo.com. Use the code Maximus20 to get yourself the very best workout shoes that money can possibly buy. They're called the Maximus, named after me. Joe wears them. I mean, I uh, just get yourself a pair. I don't need to go on and on about it because we have some important stuff to talk about today. Yes, we do. And it's a question that, not even a question, it's just a topic of conversation, I think in my world, Mm 24-7. And it's, where do you get your information from when it comes to, I'm just going to say health and wellness as a whole. Yeah. But uh, as we were preparing for this, I mean, shit, it's like diet, working out, supplements, food, I guess I already said that, and diet. I mean, really, when it comes to anything involving your body or your health, where you get your information from. Yeah. And uh, we're going to kind of go over some sources because, frankly, there's a lot of horse shit out there. <laughs> a wee bit, yeah. You know? I mean, and, and, and I, don't think, I don't think it's any different than it was 50 years ago. I no. think it's more accessible now. Uh, everyone likes to blame social media and the internet for their problems, but it just makes it more accessible. I mean, there were some pretty shitty books in the library back in the day. Oh, yeah. There were some Jeez. pretty god-awful – I don't know if, Joe, if you remember any of those old exercise infomercials. Yes. But there's a lot of garbage on those. Like this isn't a new problem. There's always some person in your gym or in your life that's giving you garbage advice. So we might as well just get right into this, I guess, and talk yeah. about where do you get your information. And, and, and the goal of this is for you guys, if we could debunk a bunch of myths for you and help you guys, like give you some signposts to follow so you can get some good information. Yeah, I like that. So let's go with the low-hanging fruit. Let's talk about trainers. Sure. Uh, Joe, have you ever been embarrassed to call yourself a trainer? Uh, <laughs> I mean, per- personally, uh, no, because I take pride in what I do, right? And I do a good job. Uh, yep. But there there are some people that will make you want to disassociate with the profession pretty quick. You know, I, I say that because it's it's come up and people are like, hey, what do you do? And the first words out of my mouth, I want to say trainer, but then I'm like, I'm not some dude that works at Vasa Fitness or Lifetime mm-hmm. or 24 7 that's that's hitting on married women and <laughs> you know just trying to avoid the real world by putting people through some workouts and listen I'll I'll say this there are some very good people at these gyms I've met some really wonderful trainers in all types of locations you wouldn't imagine from mm-hmm. your local YMCA to your community center to a 24/7 fitness or a lifetime but I've also met just a lot of horrible horrible people that i mean i i always say i wouldn't they're not qualified to train my cat to use a litter box let alone yeah you know put people through exercise and it seems the bar's pretty low these days to be a trainer oh anybody can do it i mean you just got to shill out enough money you don't even have to pass a test a lot of times oh honestly i mean it's 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 funny the last the last i checked there's no overseen professional body in the united states uh, yeah, or no, Canada, no, yeah, you, no, like official one. I know there, there's some like big organizations, right? Like the uh, yep. uh, uh, NASM, it, NTSA. Yep. Like, like there, there are. What, did I say that right? 
NST. The, NS, the NSCA, National the Strength NSCA. Yeah, see, Association. you can't even keep them straight. But yeah, I mean, there, there are some like larger organizations that try to fulfill yep. that role. I mean, even yep. CrossFit to an extent, like they, they have their own kind of internal certification process. Uh, and there's all different kinds of levels to it. Like it's really evolved over the years. And I think that's that's part of it, it speaks to the uh, the industry as a whole. That these things are constantly changing, constantly evolving. I mean, every organization now there's there's like five, six, seven different certifications that you can look for. Some specifically nutrition, specifically dealing with youth, specifically dealing with women, uh, specifically strength and conditioning in a sports environment. Uh, some more for working like in a global gym type environment. Uh, and so I think these are all attempts to kind of address that of like what kind of information you need and what kind of setting, because it is really broad. You know, it but is very, my, very broad. The the difference between the guy that that works, you know, part time at an anytime fitness and somebody who's like a full time, you know, professional coach for a sports team. There's a lot of difference in there. But here's here's my deal. There's no there's still no like barrier to entry. Right. Yeah. So. One of the ones I really respect is the CSCS or the mm-hmm. NSCA. Yeah. What that means is you have to have a university degree, which I think is a good thing for yeah. everybody. And you have to go through – it's a pretty intensive course. Yeah. Uh, Westside Barbell certification is very intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say a CrossFit level one is intensive. But no. you start getting to level two and level three and all the add-on courses, like you've got a bunch of them. Yeah. You've got someone that should be fairly educated. But mm-hmm. the reality is – you don't need a degree. You nope. don't need a certification. You don't need a piece of paper at all to be able to train somebody. Right. I mean, you could you could walk down, and I think to use Lifetime as an example because they're a big box gym. I think they require you have some form of certification. Yeah, they they have a list of ones that are <clears throat> acceptable if you want to work there. But I don't think they're picky about it. No. I mean, there's there's a big difference between the one day course that somebody could take to check that box mm-hmm. or the six month CSCS course. Yeah, yeah. That we that, that that we mentioned. And so when you see a trainer at a gym, you don't know what you're getting. And and further to that, uh, just because you have a certification doesn't mean you're a good trainer. Yeah, I mean like, I've I've worked with athletes that have a CSCS and really aren't phenomenal trainers. Yep. You know, so and, like one and, one doesn't make the other. No, and if you can pass a test, pretty easy to get a certification in anything. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have a an, a decent memory or hell, a lot of these things are open book now online. Mm-hmm. So you can get somebody else. I mean, I always think dirty, but you can get somebody else to take the test for you. You can have the book in front of you when you take the test. Yeah, like a lot of people who take these tests don't fail, or if they do fail, they get a second rewrite, a third rewrite, a fourth rewrite. Like, yeah. do you really want somebody training you that had to take the test eight times? Well, and, and my hat's off to some of these organizations like, like NASM, right? Because they yep. do require a proctored exam. So you actually have to go to like a testing center. So it does yep. try to create, you know, a, a, at least the highest standard available. Yep. Um, but again, the, the certification doesn't make the trainer, you know? It's like you, no, go to school, even- you, you go to school to be a plumber and you come out, you're a plumber. You know, like you could be the shittiest plumber in the world, but you're still a plumber. You're still a plumber. You know, <laughs> but that's, what's the old joke? What do they call the guy that finished last in medical school? Doctor, yeah. you know, he's still yeah. a doctor. Well, and, and on that note, it seems like I'm picking on trainers, but you're right, Joe. There's some pretty terrible doctors out there. <laughs> you know, I had, it's funny. I had an experience with my um, with my gut. Uh, a lot of you know, I almost died last year. It was horrible gut disease. I lost 47 pounds in 30 days. Uh, I was shitting blood. 
Um, and I was a mess, almost had to take my intestines. And I had a medical professional, and I use that term loosely, um, tell me that I'd be on meds for the rest of my life and that mm. diet or exercise wouldn't affect my condition. Yeah. And it was like one of those things, like, really? Like, have you – just completely out in left field. But the, thankfully, I'm educated enough to know that's not true. Mm-hmm. How many people has he told that to who just believe him because yeah. he's a doctor? And yeah. and that's what you're going to deal with in the training industry. And besides the certification, the other side of the coin is are you dealing with somebody that actually cares about you or cares about making people better? Because I know a lot of trainers, Joe, that go into the industry because – they don't want to go in the real world. Yeah. Like a yeah. desk job, a desk job seems boring. Mm-hmm. Working in an office seems boring. They don't really know what to do. And they're like, I'm going to train people and pick up chicks down at my 24 seven fitness. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are you actually getting or someone that's doing it solely to make money? And I'm not against making money. Mm-hmm. You heard our selling out podcast. I'm all for making a buck, but if that's the only motivation you have, and I mean the only motivation, you're not motivated to get people better. Right, yeah, yeah. In fact, at, at, at that point, I think there's a conflict of interest because yeah. that's what you I was want people say. to be unfit so you keep making cash. Yeah, you want them to keep buying your next program, your next product. You don't ever want them to get to the point where they feel like they don't need you anymore. Oh, for sure. So a couple things when you're evaluating a trainer, don't just hire the first person that comes your way. Vet them a little bit. yeah. Do they have do they have referrals from clients? And here's a tip. If every single person they train is out of shape, don't fucking hire them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It seems like, obvious when you put it that way, right? Who's your referral from? What gains have they made? I love the word gains, by the way. I'm gonna use it as much <laughs> as possible in this podcast. With a Z but, gains. Yeah. What gains have they made? What progress have they made? How much weight have they lost? Mm-hmm. What are they lifting? I mean I'll tell you, if, if if the trainer I want to hire is training a bunch of overweight people who've been with him for a year, I don't want to sign up for that. Well, think about this. If if you – and you, maybe you don't have to go this far. But, I mean, maybe you just go to, like, their website and they've got some testimonials up there and you see this guy is an asshole and nothing worked. Or it says this guy is a total asshole, but I lost 200 pounds in six months yeah. and I'm in the best shape of my life. Though, like. Yep. I don't almost don't care if he's an asshole at that point, right? Nope. But remember too, testimonials can be faked. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it's it's funny, and and we'll get into this with the social media. But before and after pictures can be photoshopped. Mm-hmm. They can be faked. You can lie about testimonials, like just write them yourself. Like, it's so funny how easily people want to believe stuff. Yeah, when they yeah. see it. You know, when, when, when clearly it's not true, but just look at the person at your gym and your facility and look at who they're training on a day-to-day basis. Don't trust like – because I mean really, Joe, like you know, you could be the biggest asshole in the world and impossible to work with. You could find three good references for a job interview. Yeah. You should be able to anyway. You know, I mean you could be the worst uh, employee in the world and just put my name on your resume and be like, hey, call this guy. He'll tell you I'm great. Yeah. Like, shit. Yeah. Like, so – just keep your eyes open and pay attention to what these people are doing. Watch how they treat their clients. Are they on time? Do the client, does the client look like they're having a good time or the athlete? Has the athlete made a change? You know, because I see this. I used to work in a global gym, Joe, uh, Good Life in Canada. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of trainers there that trained people 
who never changed. And I'm talking over two years. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen so that. You're paying a hundred bucks an hour, three times a week, and you've made zero progress in two years. That's an issue. Yeah. You know? Well, and so I, I, I look at I look at the relationships around the trainer too. Like, how do people approach them? How do they talk to them? You know, is it is it a gym full of of broken relationships because you know the trainers are sleeping with all the athletes? They're all sleeping with each other. Like, is this an environment that you actually want to be in? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which is another issue because when you're training somebody, you do get in a personal relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if this trainer's in, 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 I mean, like Joe, it's it's funny. You can hire a trainer for your wife, Megan, and the trainer you hire, you hear through the grapevine that they've slept with every one of their clients. Is that really who you want to send your wife to? Right. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like at, at the very least, she's going to be put in an awkward position. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want to deal with somebody's professional. And it's funny. In any other industry, Joe, this isn't tolerated. No, not, not even like close. You, but yeah, it's, it's almost know, like, like it, the status quo. Like if you're a psychologist or a doctor or a lawyer, like you can get disbarred, mm-hmm. you can get your license taken away, you can get sued, right? In the yeah. teaching profession, you can get in a lot of trouble. In the training industry, I mean, God, how many gyms have you been a part of where it's just been reckless behavior by trainers? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's like the, the you have to remind people constantly of the two golden rules. Is it A, you never date your clients and B, you never train yep. your girlfriend. And if you can do those yep. two things, you can stay in the industry a long time. And a lot of people but, fall out of the industry because they break one of those rules. Extend that a little bit further. I remember out being out and there was a group of people and there, there was a trainer with them and they were shit face drunk. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I want you to meet my trainer. And some overweight guy or girl or a person who looks like they haven't worked out in a day is out just pounding booze with their trainer. Yeah, yeah. Do I really want to hire you? Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you, I don't feel good hanging out with my anesthesiologist at like midnight, <laughs> you know, drinking down alcohol when the next day I have a surgery. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make sense to hire somebody that's at least professional. Mm-hmm. So we've harped long enough on the trainers. Let's go to another source, friends and family. Yeah, and this, I, this, this, I, is, this is just dangerous, honestly. <laughs> yep. And I suppose we could also throw in that fit-looking guy or girl at the gym. Yeah, yeah. Like there's always just one. People in your people in your circle, and so you need advice, and it's tricky. Where you know where do you get advice for working out? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so you ask your friend. Looks like they've lost ten pounds. Your friend looks kind of strong. There's that guy or girl in the gym who looks kind of fit, and so you're. Hey, can I ask you some advice on training? Are you really going to take their word for it or what they tell you is the gospel? Yeah. Because let me tell you, people give a lot of bad information. Yeah, and a lot of very contradictory information. Yes. The other thing you run into is what works for one person may not work for the other. Amen. Right there. Which, just, which, just which is because, another Well, it, and, and this is another thing I see a lot is – and I'll hear this – is somebody will, will give somebody else a little piece of advice claiming that they did X, right? Like I, yep. I cut all the carbohydrates out of my diet and I lost all of this weight. But they forget to mention that they were also going to the gym three times a day every day yep. for six months. So the carbs gets to be the thing that they pin it on. 
nothing worked until I quit the carbs, but there was like other behaviors that changed as well. And so it gets oh, really sure. confusing for the person who's listening because all they hear is, oh, I'll just stop eating carbs. And now they're going full-blown keto and they're wondering why they're not making any progress. Yeah, or and, – and, and people conveniently leave other things out too. Mm-hmm. What their challenges were. People have a skewed perspective. Some people like to make things sound way harder than they actually are. Yeah, yeah. Some people like to – I mean it, it's always funny with injuries uh, in, in, in the fight world, Joe. You get some people – that they get a bump or a bruise and you would think they had stage four cancer. Yeah. They were going to die the next day. Their life was over. They're never going to compete again. I've met other people who have a broken leg or a broken arm and they're like, ah, it's just a pain. I'll walk it off. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, think, so- think about this. Uh, we, we talked about this at Corrections Academy too. Like some people get stabbed in the arm and they'll bleed out and die. Mm-hmm. And other people yep. will get stabbed 16 times and they're still fighting. Like, what's the difference? You, 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 bo- yep. you both have a mortal wound. Like, <laughs> Yep. So you're going to get different answers for people that yeah. are skewed by their experiences. And by and, the way. And their, and their personalities, too. Not everybody has your best interests at heart either. No, no. You know, um, and not people want to don't admit the truth. So for, for those examples, nobody likes to see other people do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone likes to guard their own little secrets. Mm-hmm. Like. So I'm an Instagram influencer. I have my secret algorithm for like getting Instagram followers. Fuck you, Joe. I ain't sharing shit with you. Yeah, right. I want the success. I want the sponsorships. I want the lion's share of the money. I'm not going to really tell you what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Or no, like you, you might for three easy payments of nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like my trade secrets. Yeah. You know what I mean? People people don't want to see others do well. And this happens again and again and again. And you'll see this, Joe, when somebody loses a lot of weight in the office. And w- just listen to what all the other people say. Well, they were lucky. Yeah. I heard they're on diet pills. Mm-hmm. They have good genetics. The boss likes them better than me and they leave early. I can't. Like you'll hear all the evil in people come right out. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is number one. But now now on to the diet pills. I'm glad I kind of brought that up because it reminds me of uh, something. You know, you get the you get the girl or the guy who's – I'll use the guy as an example because I don't want to pick anybody. But you go up to that fit guy at the gym and you're like, oh, man, how did you get so big and strong? Well, the real answer is – I'm on boatloads of fucking steroids. Yeah. That should be what the guy says. He's not going to admit that. No. Like, he's like, well, you know, it's uh, I, I, I drink protein shakes. It re- reminds me of, and listen, I love them, but it reminds me of the Hulkster. How do you get big? Prayers and vitamins. Yeah. Well, that's it, huh? <laughs> not, not lifting weights, not eating good food, not taking some supplements, not doing whatever you're doing. And I'm not accusing that man of being on anything. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I feel like if I got down on my knees and, 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 and tucked my hands into a little ball under my chin and <laughs> dear sweet baby Jesus help me grow the muscles and I took a multivitamin every day, I don't think I'd look the way I do, you know? And and is the person really gonna admit to that? Same thing, like if you go ask a a, a girl like, Hey, how did you get so fit? If she's anorexic, you think she's just going to tell you that? Yeah. Think she's going to tell you she's bulimic? You think she's going to tell you she's on all kinds of diet pills and chemicals? Mm-hmm. Like people lie about that shit all the time, Joe. Yeah, yeah. So like are you really getting the straight up answer? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. And 
you may or you may not. But it just always does kill me when you ask a dude who's 350 pounds ripped how he got big. It's it's I eat a steak a day and, and I take some protein powder, huh? That's it, huh? <laughs> you know, little uh, little little pro tip, Joe. If you ever see a jacked dude with a fanny pack, ask him to look inside the fanny pack. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't get that joke, <laughs> it's where all bodybuilders keep their steroids. So if you see a jack dude with acne on his back yeah, and, yeah. you know, some weird little tank top and a, and a gallon jug of water, I think uh, Planet Fitness calls them lunks. But if he's still <laughs> lunk and he's got a fanny pack, chances are he's on steroids. Yeah. If you follow him into the locker room, you might get a peek of an injection in, in progress. But Yeah. So it's just Ugh. like – you got to watch what you hear from people. Well, and, and too, like, everything when, is it's, just think about it from, from their perspective, right? So they're just at the gym working out because it's what they do every day. And somebody walks up and asks them a question like that. Well, oh, now I feel important. I feel like I'm the expert. And I'm going to try to come up with something that that sounds reasonable but also makes me sound special. You know, they're not thinking about you at all. They're not thinking about what you need or where you're coming from. They're not like, well, you know, tell me your training history. Tell me what you've done, what's worked for you, what hasn't. You know, where are your struggles? They're they're not interested in that. They don't care. They're just at the gym working out. So you're almost setting them up to get bullshit information just at the get-go. Oh, for sure. And and I'll throw us under the bus, Joe. Shit, I give bullshit information all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd, I'd like to tell you I give real information. I'd like to tell you I'm a good person to ask, and, and I think that I am, right? But here's here's the reality. If you come up and ask me what to do to get fit and you catch me at a moment in the gym where I'm busy, I'm in the middle of my yeah. workout, I got other stuff on my mind, I mean I may tell you every little thing that I do, but I might not tell you I get eight to nine hours sleep a night. I might not tell you I'm in a sauna every day. Mm-hmm. I might not tell you every single thing about my diet. I might not tell you the ins and outs of my workout program fully. Like basically what I'm trying to say is you're going to get a brief window into what yeah. I do. Yeah, but at best. What, yeah. what I do to stay fit, it's not exactly, well, just go to the gym every day and work out. Like it's a lot more than that, and you might not get that picture painted for you. You know what I do, Bobby? This I, I found the answer to this problem. Is yep. in in my I don't have a fanny pack. I have a backpack, and Fair all enough. I have in there are copies of Maximus Body. And people and so, say, "What did you do?" Things. Like, just read this book. You're good to go. Yep, I like that joke. <laughs> oh, and here's I a like pair of Lalo work. shoes, and try the scoop of night or, and you are good to go. That's it. You are set. <laughs> but. You know, you know what I mean, right? Like you yeah, might yeah. not get the whole story and maybe that day I'm just annoyed to shit that you're talking to me and ruining my workout yeah. and I'm just going to tell you some bullshit. I remember once I, I learned the power of Twitter, Joe. I uh, <laughs> put on Twitter how that Swedish fish were the secret to harnessing the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the biogenesis of mitochondrial ATP. <laughs> And I had a bunch of comments like, you teach us at your seminar how this works. This is, like, what the fuck is happening? Do people actually believe this? Like, 
you know, because sometimes uh, people come up and they just rub me the wrong way. Oh, big guy, look at you. You must lift some weights, huh? You're super jacked. <laughs> what should I do? What's the one exercise I can do for this muscle right here? What's this called? The upper ubulus? <laughs> oh, I think that's your deltoid. But yeah, um, here's here's what you want to do. You want to go into the forest with a, I think, you know, Arnold used to, Arnold Schwarzenegger used to tell people this all the time. Like he'd tell them ridiculous stories. There's one story I think where he says, you know, he told people to go into the forest with like a gallon of ice cream and, and beer and just <laughs> squat and do weird shit. And they're like, holy hell, people, people believe this joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is It is pretty funny. So even if you ask somebody like me that I guess should conduct myself as a fitness professional, I might – you might catch me in a jackass mood. I mean sometimes I get so tired of it. I was out today. It's actually funny. I was at the Mod Pizza and, and someone comes up to me and they're like, whoa, I'm a surprised a guy like you eats here. Oh, God. Here we go. Yeah. I'm just eat the pizza, man. I'm with my son. You know, well, is pizza good for you? Like how many grams of protein are in here? I'm like, I I have no idea. Well, you must lift a lot of weights. Look at those pipes. And I told him, I told him I've never lifted weights in my life. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, why do you look like that? Well, I'm from I'm from northern Canada and everyone where I'm from looks like that. We're direct from the Viking bloodline. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> It's all genetics, man. Just give up. It's just if genetics. If, if, you, if you don't look like me already, you're never going to. Just go home. Yeah. Just quit. So <laughs> you might get me just trying to eat a mod pizza being a jackass. <laughs> so just be real careful who you ask. But on a serious note, be careful who you ask this stuff to. And the other question is, I know we said like not all trainers are qualified. What makes your buddy qualified? And, and look, like it, it's, I, I think it's okay to like to maybe get a direction, you know, just ask them, hey, what are you doing differently? You know, like yes. and if it's somebody, you know, well, that's one thing because you can kind of put that in context, you know, yep. so it's it's not like bad. I think if you have questions, you should you should ask, but you, you have to be selective and, and, and you have to be not only selective in who you ask, but in what you actually take to heart. Yes. Oh, and not not asking in a way that forces a person to answer like you want them to answer. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, Joe? Like when, mm-hmm. when people are don't, – I yeah, call don't, you Don't up. lead the witness, right? That's the thing. It's like I call you up and I want to complain about my wife. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Joe, I need to talk to you. Lisa's terrible. She did this and this and this. I'm right, Joe. You know, like I'm, I'm in the right here. Mm-hmm. And you feel compelled to say – Oh, yeah, yeah of course. She's yeah. horrible. Like – you get people that just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny how you ask things will elicit certain responses because people don't want confrontation, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, so, a, that's, or, a, that's a huge problem here in Minnesota. We call that Minnesota nice. Minnesota nice. Or the other one, Joe, is I just give you part of the story. Yeah. I tell you everything bad that Lisa did, but I don't tell you anything I did. Right, yeah. Now all of a sudden you're giving me – your recommendation based on a very limited part of information. So I, I sent uh, somebody who I follow online. They were uh, asking about their running. They, 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 I guess they're having a tough time. And I sent them a message and said, hey, listen, if you can tell me what you've been doing for training for the past few months and you can tell me exactly how you've been eating, I might be able to help. But like you kind of got to give me the full story here. Yeah. You know, don't tell me you've been working out every day if you've been skipping workouts because my answer is going to change in terms of what I will recommend. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're going to ask questions, give people the whole story. Yeah. Uh, the next one that we can cover off pretty quick, another source of information, television. <laughs> just I, just I, forget it. Just don't. <laughs> you know. Everyone I, on TV is trying to sell something, literally. Well, literally I, trying to sell you something. So it's all suspect. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because there is an inherent conflict of interest. Yeah. I know the secret. I have the secret. I'm going to sell you the secret. But what what about the news? No, the people in the media don't know anything about fitness. They'll say things like, well, I heard from a fitness expert, but they won't cite the source. Or yep. that fitness expert is actually just the kid who works at Anytime Fitness up the street who's been a trainer for a week. Like, again, you have to really be able to sort through this information. And, and yes, there's famous doctors on TV giving people general health and wellness advice. Most trainers have a hard time giving, like, one person one actionable piece of advice. How hard is it? For a doctor, no matter how good they are, how much they know, to give 30 million people good advice all at the same time. Yep. Like, you're just well, not going to get great information. And you worked at a TV station. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, is a TV station there, Joe, to report unbiased um, <laughs> news? I, I mean, like, for real, or at the end of the day, is it a business? Like, uh, is I'm, I'm, NBC... I'm gonna, I, have to, I have to, like, press my lips to the mic here for this. It's about ratings. Ratings and money. <laughs> ratings. So you don't think people get paid to lie? You don't think people get paid to push a certain agenda on the news? You think everything you watch on TV is completely 100% factual? I mean, all you have to do today, Joe, is watch CNN for an hour and then mm-hmm. go watch Fox for an hour. Yeah, just watch how the and world Just watch spins. how they talk about one reported incident and what's crazy about that is people believe it yes oh yeah it's on the news it must be true Mm -hmm. great you saw it on the news you don't think there was a thing with the um have you ever heard of the guardian paper yes the 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 website there was a thing that just came out about them that like a vegan organization i think it was impossible meats or 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 impossible burger or beyond meat had paid Mm -hmm. them eight hundred thousand dollars here it is. The Guardian received $886,000 grant from OPP to publish a series that paints animal agriculture as inhumane. OPP is an investor in Impossible Foods. Yeah. So Surprise. <laughs> so what, what you, you put all your trust in The Guardian when they're going to publish a, a vegan series because they got paid $800,000? Like that, Joe, seems to me like a conflict of interest. Yeah. If Coca-Cola well, pays unless it, I, I'm going to say unless the interest is in making money, in which case there's no conflict at all. They'll say whatever they need to say to make money. But it might not be the best thing for your nutrition. No. I mean, it, it, it's funny. Everybody has a political agenda. And if you don't think that that comes through on the television, you got another thing coming. Like I always laugh at the I've been training people for years. I'm a smart guy. I wrote a book. You know who's smarter than me, Joe, according to my grandmother? Who? Dr. Oz. Oh, that's that was actually would have been my guess. Yeah, I believe it. Like, I mean, I have nothing against the guy, but my grandma's like, you exercise too hard. I that Dr. Oz, you know what he said, Grandma? I don't give a shit what Dr. Oz says. Yeah, like, ain't my doctor. You know? <laughs> yep. Or all of a sudden she's thinking milk is bad or bread is bad or soda is good for you. I heard Dr. Oz say soda's not that bad for you. Yeah. 
right, Grandma, if you want to listen to Dr. Oz, be my guest. But Well, but he's a doctor, be, Bobby. You're not a doctor, so she has a point. A <laughs> do, you know, do you know what the nutritional well, – it, it, it's actually funny. There's not much of a nutritional component to medical degrees. I don't know no. if you knew that, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's why nutritionist is a separate thing from medical doctor, right? You're going to ask your GP about nutritional advice or workout advice? Like they might know nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So TV, that was a quick one. Just don't trust it. Yep. Um, books. I think books are one of the best yeah. sources th- that we have. But at the same time, you can still – the bar to publish a book these days is not very high. No. But my, I, I think the way that you want to go about looking into books is to find the people that you do respect. And maybe people you follow on Instagram, um, trainers you've heard of. Yeah, I don't care, celebrity trainers, but ask them what books they recommend. If they have like a suggested reading list on their website, because I've done that throughout much of my career. If I if I meet somebody new, I'll ask them, hey, what books do you recommend? I remember asking you that at one of the, the old seminars I was at. Yep. Um, but it, it's like certain books are kind of on everybody's list. Start there, you know, yep. start with those because that's the ones that people from all different walks of life seem to agree are good ones. And then branch out. You know, and follow your interest. You know, some of the some of the books that I've had in the past, Joe, like when when it comes to training Mm -hmm. and and actually I'll say this first. I also think there's a difference between what I call a textbook and what I call uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Popular Mm -hmm. nonfiction might be the word like there's a lot of books in the fitness section that I don't take as factual. Right. Yeah. It's a nonfiction section, but it doesn't mean that it's not a load of horse shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go look at something like a, there's a there's a textbook called Exercise Physiology. Um, I, I, I'm sure they're at their fifth or sixth edition right now, but it's by yeah. McArdle and Catch. Mm-hmm. That's a textbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something by Dr. Philip Maffetoni, uh, Training for Endurance uh, could be one of them. That's what I consider a textbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frederick Hatfield, Dr. Squat, wrote a book called Power. Yep. Um, Tudor Bompa. Wrote a book called Theory and Methodology of Training. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kramer and Fleck wrote one called Optimizing Strength Training. Uh, James Radcliffe and Robert Ferentinos wrote one called Plyometrics. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michael Yeses, Secrets of Soviet Sports Fitness and Training. Peter Jansen, Lactate Threshold Training. I mean, these are all things, Joe, I would consider textbooks. And they all have something in common. They're overly scientific and fucking boring to read amen right (laughs) it's it's not like (laughs) yeah it's not like get your beach body in six weeks no no which you get for like a free yeah we get for a free pdf download when you buy a protein (laughs) supplement right like there is a difference in the book so you might have to do some vetting yeah yeah diet diet books are the same way i mean as far as i'm concerned there's a big difference between something like uh Rob Wolf's the Paleo Solution, mm-hmm. and and I'm not I'm not saying I believe in that diet 100, percent but there's the acid alkaline diet by Christopher Vasey, the Paleo Solution by Rob Wolf, uh, Udo Erasmus, fats that heal, fats that kill, uh, the Paleo diet for athletes. I, I think that's mm-hmm. who wrote that. Um, Lauren Cordain, yep. oh, yeah. uh, Lauren good Cordain. calories, bad calories. Gary Tobbs, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Bernardo, advanced sports nutrition. Uh, the guy that wrote the Zone. Um, Dr. Sears. Yep, I mean, Sears. there are some books that are decent, but I don't put the 
six-week cookie diet book. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. In I'm that into list. this. Tell me about this diet, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, just eat cookies and you'll get ripped. I saw it on the shelf at Barnes & Noble. That's amazing. I'm actually Googling right now. Cookie diet books. <laughs> oh, here we go. Be all there like is a book. Gluten-free, okay, vegan, no, this is, non-GMO. This is so good. Joe, um, it's by a doctor. Okay. The doctor's proven three-step plan for safe, fast, and hunger-free weight loss. Dr. Siegel's cookie diet book. How a doctor and his cookie helped 500,000 people lose weight fast. Wow. Holy shit. It's a it, Joe, this is a real fucking thing. Wow. I'm I'm like I'm actually shocked. Five hundred thousand people and I've never heard of this. It seems like this would be on the front page of every newspaper, you know? <laughs> you would think. But it's also by a doctor, so I kinda wanna believe it. <laughs> Isn't it that, that, there's like a whole list of uh uh just advertising tricks, right? And that would be what they call the appeal to authority. Right? So whenever you yep. see you see those uh uh what are they, the uh, clickbait, where it's like, oh, trainers hate him, or, you know, this fitness expert says this is the way to lose weight. Like, those are all kind of an appeal to authority. So having, like, doctor, you know, PhD with lots of different letters after their name, like, that's all just appealing to authority because of that. Because if I have to take advice from, you know, Rob McDonald or Dr. Rob McDonald, I will always default to the guy who's had the greater education, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then the, the other one is, that's really common, especially in the fitness industry, is the scientific jargon. They'll just throw as much scientific-sounding, oh, yeah. nonsensical BS into their sales pitch so that it sounds like a bunch of scientists built this from the ground up. And it actually makes it hard for legitimate companies because you can't rely on that as a differentiator. You know, I feel like, like NIDOR has a really good story. Right, I think the the development of the product, the the reasoning behind it, why it is the way it is, why honestly I think it works better than others, but it's all sort of based on sciencey stuff, and so it's kind of a disadvantage because you know Bob's super protein weight gainer four thousand is going to say we had a team of scientists working for thirty years to develop this formula, you know, in an underground bunker, we finally released it to the public, and it has the same amount of authority as you know a doctor developed this for his own needs so it's it's has numbed everybody you know? you know joe can i be honest with you sure i i didn't hear a word you said i am stuck on the google nexus <laughs> of the hollywood the hollywood cookie diet so uh, this is another book that i want to tell you about joe and i found your next transformation we all know that to lose weight we have to restrict calories but that's easier said than done when hunger strikes, diets fail. The Hollywood cookie diet works by satisfying your hunger and your sweet tooth. Simply eat up to four cookies a day, replacing breakfast and lunch, and eat a sensible dinner. See, so wait, wait, wait. All I got to do is fucking munch on cookies all day and then just eat a normal dinner. Guys, I just Googled this. This is a real thing. <laughs> this <laughs> is a shit. real thing. I can't. You can buy like, the cookies. For the, the first delicious way to lose weight. 12 Are they good meal cookies? replacement cookies. Oh, yep. oh yeah, except guess what? They're oatmeal raisin. Ugh. <laughs> Can I get chocolate chip or macadamia nut or a snickerdoodle? Ugh. Like, holy shit, Joe, but this is, a, so this is my problem. This is a real book, and it's promoted by doctors. Oh, yeah, how much did they pay for those doctors to promote it, right? Here's another one. The Diabetic Diet Cookie Cookbook. 
because cookies and diabetes, they, they have nothing to do with each other. No, no. I had a, I had a lady who used to work out at my gym, and uh, her in-laws were in town. And she was like, hey, why don't we go out to breakfast at a nice, you know, sensible restaurant? They're like, no, no, we're going to IHOP. And it's like, and then they go to IHOP, and it's like they get the, you know, quadruple stack of pancakes with, you know, syrup and uh, uh, whipped cream. Like they're they're basically eating dessert for breakfast, right? And then they got to sit there and do their blood sugar and give themselves injections. And and she came back and she's like, you know, it's really eye opening because she really just kind of gotten into the whole um, like I guess paleo way of eating, right? And yep. she just said it just seems like it would be easier just not to eat that crap than to have to test your blood sugar and give yourself injections every time you eat. Like if I had to choose, like wouldn't it just be easier just to not eat that? But People are you like, think? no, I, I want that. I want that cookie, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get that. If I can lose weight eating a bunch of cookies, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, but this is what you get. So when even when you go to Barnes and Noble, what a terrible thing. Yeah, that that's what you're going to get. There's also the South Beach diet. I don't know what it is, but it sounds cool. People in Miami are beautiful. Yeah, right. So I need to. I think. I think. What is it? More of a low carb approach, though. I think so. I think it. I think it's what it is. But anyway. You're going to get a lot of bad information from books, so maybe get a get a textbook or something like that. Yeah, and, and again, not a exciting read, but we'll at least start <laughs> right. to, to lay a foundation, at least start yeah. understanding like what the differences are between proteins and carbs and how all that stuff works, uh, training methodologies and what have you. You realize like some of this stuff is, is – it, it comes from somewhere. Right? Yep. It's like when you're reading like Zetsorsky. It, he wasn't just pulling shit out of a hat. Like they were actually doing research and they can cite Yeah, that, for you know? sure. But maybe on, on that note, maybe just look at what a local university uses. Yeah. For their, uh, you know, their kin course mm-hmm. or their kin degree. Get a reading list and start to really educate yourself. You know, a lot of universities have like free online programs. I think MIT, yep. like you can actually like take courses you just you're not paying tuition and you won't get a degree but you can log in and get like the course syllabus all the notes sometimes they have video lectures you can watch oh for sure i mean you can go to town i mean you can get credits beyond a master's or phd you just you'll never get the degree unless you pay the money no but you can still learn yeah like i don't i don't i don't think there's any problem with that nope especially if you're not if you don't need the degree yeah to get a job Mm mm-hmm you know, I mean, it, it, it's funny. Would I pay $10,000 for a certification right now? Probably not because no. it's not going to help me make more money. Yeah. The the ROI, like the return on investment, it's not there. Would I pay 500 bucks for the reading list? Yes. Yeah, yeah. If I could get all the books, right? Mm-hmm. So the final source, Joe, that we're going to go over, and this is going to take up a good chunk of this podcast, social media and the internet, which yeah. is a black hole of just garbage. <laughs> And and again, listen, I gotta I gotta qualify this. I love the internet. I love social media. I I value likes on social media more than I value my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I do is based on Instagram and 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 reach and uh, interaction and engagement. Like I get it, but there's a lot of junk on there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's unfortunately. Where most people, I'm going to say, Joe, to today's day and age, uh, and that's why Congress kind of got involved. You saw that whole political thing with Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. because most people are getting their information from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Pinterest, social media type sources. Oh, I mean, that's, it's actually very true and verifiable. My, uh, my brother-in-law is uh, coming to the University of Minnesota here this fall uh, to get his PhD in journalism. And his yep. master's thesis was on this idea of what happens when a local newspaper dies. Where do people go to get their information? Yep. And it turns out it's Facebook. And that should scare you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it, it's just it's just an echo chamber of what you want to hear, right? Yep. Because the, the good part about social media and, at the same time, the worst part of social media is that you control where that information comes from. Now, I've had friends who will complain about how they hate going on, on social media because they just hear all this political crap they don't want to hear about. And then they find out, well, you can just unfollow people. You can block accounts. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you're only getting information from sources you already agree with. And suddenly you think yep. the whole world thinks the way you think. And you can't understand why somebody would have a different opinion. Oh, and that can be dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. But what I want to delve into to a little deeper is not just the that psychology, is also what I call just the lies that social media propagates. Mm-hmm. So what I want to talk about is some social media biases. Joe, we'll talk about the cheat meal biased, for example. Right. You see, and, and I'm saying this from experience. So you see a guy like Bobby Maximus and you go onto his page and you see pictures of pizza and burgers and steak and donuts, and maybe some other good stuff. And you believe because it's what you want to believe that that's all Bobby Maximus eats. Yeah. You spent a lot of time with me. Do I eat donuts every meal? Nope. No. Do I drink a Coke every meal? No. Do I eat Little Caesars pizza every meal? No. It sounds like I'm running a sponsorship list, by the way. <laughs> do I eat Shake Shack every meal? No. <laughs> what, it, what, it, what, it, what it comes down to is, frankly, I wish I could eat Shake Shack every meal. But mm-hmm. donuts get about 10,000 times more attention than four ounces of chicken breast. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants but to see a picture of a sensible side salad, right? For sure. I like the people that follow the if it fits your macros deal. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if Doritos fits your macros are good for you. Do you really think that person who's <laughs> 200 pounds ripped with a six pack eats Doritos every <laughs> single meal? No, they get more likes than broccoli. Yeah. So you can't like, you know, some people you'd almost believe they live off, I don't know, Reese peanut butter cups and, and, and whiskey. <laughs> oh, but, man, that sounds good. <laughs> Sounds great, but there's there's a bias there because people only post the most delicious food. So if you were to look at a day for me, you know, maybe for breakfast I had a shake with some MCT, mm-hmm. uh, uh, some protein, nitro protein, of course, because it is the best protein. And you can get some if you'd like at nitorperformance.com. Uh, use the code Maximus Podcast. So, you know, I'll have that. Maybe I had a bowl of raspberries. Maybe I had some yogurt and the yogurt happened to be antibiotic free, uh, free range. Is a, is a free range cow a thing? Uh, I, maybe. I don't know. Field raised. Like what, what's the term for like a Gra- cow? Grass, grass like, fed. That's the big one. Grass fed. Yeah. Like whatever it is. I, I have some real yogurt. My next meal is a cup of homemade bone broth with fresh basil uh, and, and, and rosemary that I grew in my garden and it, mm-hmm. it's steeped in that. And then I had some, you know, some steak or uh, some chicken that's free range or I don't post all that stuff because it's boring. And if I can't get a good picture of it or it's boring, it's not going on my Instagram. Yeah. What you'll see is that for dinner when I went to Shake Shack and had one burger or two burgers. Mm-hmm. But now you start thinking I eat it all the time. 
right? Yeah, you just you assume that. You kind of fill the gaps. Well, if he had that for that one Instagram post and then he had ice cream on that other one, obviously he's eating the same stuff in between those posts. They were months yep. apart. So, Yep. When you when you look at what you do to work out, Joe, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, would you agree with this as a whole that lifting gets likes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you you are going to deadlift 600 pounds. You'll post that on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. You'll post yourself bench pressing 315 for reps. Yeah. But do you think somebody wants to watch a video of like a, a four-mile run? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or round 31 of Cindy? Yeah. Or like a 400-meter repeat workout? Like people would have you believe that all they do is lift weights, but they're not posting the long, slow, boring stuff. No. Uh, what do you think is more exciting, posting a PR or posting a PR personal record, personal best? Or posting like the 20 weeks leading up to it that right, you yeah. periodized and did all the work and worked on mechanics and consistency and all well, that stuff. I do Ooh. see those posts. Like people will try that, you know, and say, well, this is my journey. This is where I'm logging it. Uh, I even used to do that a little bit. Like here's what I did for my workout today. You know, and you could actually see the whole program. But those individual posts, they're, they're not that exciting. Oh, I, I, I lifted, you know, uh, 235 by 5, uh, 275 by 2. Like it's all just numbers and math and it's not really that compelling to look at, you know, yep. and that's, and that's why you usually see that with uh, you know, a really edgy photograph with some like cool filters on it, you know, very black and white and some kind of a badass yep. quote because people are just trying to draw attention to it. Like there's, there's something else there other than the, the actual content that they're trying to draw attention yep. to because the content's not good. For sure. Uh, th- there's, there's the bias. That, I don't know how to word this, Joe, but like longer workouts don't work for a 60 second video. No, no. Yeah. And no one would watch them. Yeah. So what do you do? You get some short, super hard workout because that's what people like. Yeah. The, the, the sponsor biased. Here's another one. So we're sponsored obviously by mm-hmm. Nidor. We're sponsored by Lalo, but we earn a living off that. Yeah. So like my question is. Would we be using Nidor and would we be using Lalo shoes if the company wasn't paying us or giving it to us for free? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing because the answer is maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Right? Would you use a coach if you had to pay the going rate for the services? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. So, I mean, these are things that you got to look at. And listen, that doesn't mean you shouldn't go buy Nidor right now. Because I think it's a great protein, it is. but not everything that everybody sells or everybody's sponsored by is necessarily good for you. Right. You got to watch that. The weird movement thing that people do. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, uh, bench press doesn't get enough likes because everyone does bench press. Um, deadlift doesn't get enough likes because everyone does that. So I'm going to stay away from the tried and tested and true movements. And I'm going to do a one leg, one arm <laughs> overhead squat. With like a baby. Yeah, and balance on a kettlebell handle while it's yeah. on fire, and I'll wear a horse head mask for some reason. Shit, didn't you Didn't you make a video where you set some battle ropes on fire? <laughs> yes, I did. Wrapped them, I, I got, wrapped I, I'll, I'll have to post that. I'll post that right after I post for this episode so people can see wrapped that. Them in, wrapped them in barbed wire Literally wrapped them in barbed wire, lit them on fire. Oh, oh yeah, it's Shit, good. Because that makes fitness <laughs> badass. <laughs> So now you're going to have a bunch of idiots out there who are <laughs> lighting shit on fire. If I well, light not, my I, dumbbells on fire, I'm going to get jacked like Joe Smula. Maximus podcast forever. I, I will I tell even, you, battle ropes do make for cool Instagram pictures. 
yeah having the ropes like pulling in through the air actually is pretty badass but yeah for yeah, sure me and, uh, me and but, ethan did that uh god that was a couple weeks ago now we got to make sure we get that now the question is does this shit work or doesn't it yeah right like our battle ropes really the secret you're 300 pounds you're 80 pounds overweight you don't exercise but you need battle ropes here's what i'll tell you bobby if you were 300 pounds and now you're 210 and all you did was battle ropes you made the right choice you know what i mean if you're still 300 pounds and you've been doing battle ropes for six months maybe try something else yeah maybe it's not working for you yeah but the 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 other thing with instagram joe is you don't think people lie either mm-hmm like, you know, there Fake are a plates. lot of charlatans yeah. out there. And I got to tell you, let's start calling some people out, not by name, because we don't do that. No. We're but if you never, if you never post your results on social media, you know what that says to me, Joe? Faker. You don't have results. Yeah. Like, let me tell you, I love these people that post a picture of a kettlebell drenched in sweat and they're like, <laughs> got some today. Worked my ass off, faced the demons, or usually it's like a weird quote from fucking Bruce Lee. Fight or Club. Who's who's that samurai guy? Uh, Miyamoto Musashi. Yeah, Musashi. The, get a fucking quote up there. Put that usually black and white, grainy, uh-huh. with some sweat around a kettlebell. <laughs> faced my demons today. Swam you in know? the deep end. <laughs> Swam in the deep That's another one that I love. We're in the deep end. We know the way, not you. Well, if that's true, how much can you deadlift? Mm-hmm. What was your 2K row time? Yeah, how fit are you? Like, get a measure in there. What's your? If someone is not posting any measurements of fitness, they're not that fit because yeah. otherwise they would post that shit. Like, Joe, if, if I told you I deadlifted 800 pounds, you know how you know that's a lie? Because I know you. Because <laughs> well, you know me, but also because that shit would have been on Instagram the second yeah. it happened. Yeah, it would. It would have. So that's just human nature. So, like, be wary of the show. Mm-hmm. And just because you got a grainy black and white picture, some type of badass quote, some type of weird thing, it doesn't mean you're fit. Like, yeah. start looking and start asking some questions. Like, who have you trained? When have you trained them? What was their result? What are your numbers? Well, and, and this will tie back to something we said earlier in the podcast, too. If, if it's a person who cares, if it's a, a coach who's worth their salt and is there for the right reasons, if you yep. ask them a question on their Instagram, they'll reply. If you yep. DM somebody and you never hear back, I mean, maybe they're busy, you know, but honest to God, like, what's it take? Two seconds to just say, hey, thanks for reaching out. Yeah. You know, you like know some, I'm, somebody I'm, posts I'm, a comment on, on one of my posts on Instagram. Like, I love that. I love it. I love it when people ask questions. I love it when people are encouraging each other. I really yep. like seeing like when, when the conversation is just very positive and uplifting for everybody in there. I want to keep that going. So, yep. yeah, I'm going to go in there and at the very least give you a thumbs up. You know, say, hey, thanks for sharing. Like that takes literally no time. Yeah. The only pushback I give you on that, Joe is if you try to email somebody with a million followers or mm-hmm. 500,000 followers or even 60, there's a lot of DMs we don't see. Yeah, yeah. Like especially if you're not a – it's not an Instagram friend. But if I don't follow you, it goes to this like special junk mailbox. Yeah, yeah. So I might not see it. But I do try to make an effort to answer every well, and, single But comment. you can see that. You can see that. If somebody's got a feed with you know 50 comments on it and not a single reply, that tells you something. Yep. But if you see oh, that they're answering sure. questions, you know that they care. It doesn't necessarily have to be your question. 
just because yeah, yeah like i don't expect the rock to answer every question that i post on his maybe now maybe yeah. now i'm going to start trying i'm going to see like i'm going to post a question on every one of his posts and see how long it takes before he acknowledges me see how long it takes but <laughs> I, I i try to answer stuff but he's also getting nine million comments every thing yeah but um yeah don't don't be you could be critical on instagram just because somebody posts something it doesn't make it true yeah yeah, I call it the highlight reel. I think we get caught in looking at other people's lives and how great they are, but they're only posting a little bit of it. Yeah. So just because somebody looks good or has a six pack abs or is posting about fitness, it doesn't mean they necessarily know anything about fitness. Mm-hmm. Right. Image is everything, right? You, you know, gotta look, you also, gotta look past though, that. Yep. Also, image is important because – I ain't taking fitness advice from somebody that doesn't look good. Yeah. That's or can't lift or mm-hmm. can't do the thing. Yeah. So all we would ask is in any sources of these information, and I guess this is a good way to wrap this thing up, but be critical of where you get your information from. If someone's not posting results, if it seems like it's too good to be true, if all somebody's doing is posting weird movements with like no exercises that you know work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Joe? Like they're posting stuff on weird equipment and stuff like that. If they don't have any clients that are that are fit, like this is all stuff to just pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. But we uh, we're excited because we do know the way. We do. We yeah, 100%. do have the answers. And and we um, well in preparing for this this episode, uh, we thought that it would only be fitting if we provided some kind of an answer. Yep. So we've been working very hard leading up to this uh, to create something special for you guys. We do. And Joe, I am out to lunch on this because I cannot remember the name of the website. <laughs> uh, I'm the worst fucking salesman no, in the world. This, this, this just is like insight. This is behind the curtain as to how our partnership works, right? Like who's got their finger yes. on the pulse, who's kind of managing things, and who's just pie in the sky <laughs> floating in the clouds. Okay, uh, I got it. I found it. Okay. <laughs> Inner circle dot the com. You got it. If you go there, you can sign up for the Maximus podcast. I guess it's a it's a website that we're offering. Yeah. Right? So right at, at this stage, it's a mobile website. So it is uh, mobile yep. optimized, uh, but it, it is a, uh, a subscription service. Uh, very reasonable, um, but it will get you into what we're calling uh, affectionately the Maximus Podcast Inner Circle. It's twenty four ninety nine a month, mm-hmm. and we are going to offer training programs, mm-hmm. uh, extra resources from all of the podcasts. Yep. So for for each podcast, and I'm pulling up the list of uh, Maximus content right now. Uh, so extra episode two. We did a tr- talked about your transformation. Yeah, so we've got your full plan. Yeah, on the website that you did to achieve your transformation. Yeah, and there's like, um, like the the nutrition rules that I followed to make that happen. That's yep. all available for for members of the inner circle. We've got that. We've got some things on how to find your core values, mm-hmm. like a roadmap. Uh, yeah, like, we like have work, got... worksheets that you can use for some of the stuff that we've talked about. Right. Yep. Um, we've got some workouts for people, uh, who are training over 40 
Mm-hmm. Um, so just all kinds of stuff. So basically think of this. We do a podcast and we give you some special information on how to put that into your life. But wait. How to use the information to better yourself. There's more because we're also in the in the mobile website, there will be a live public forum. And so yep. we'll be in there daily kind of helping moderate, answering answer questions. questions, being available. And there's also a direct chat feature. So you can actually get direct to Bobby or I with specific questions or things that you don't want in a, in a public forum. And we'll, we're happy to have those conversations with you. No, and that's and that's what we really want to do, frankly. Like mm-hmm. I think the real value of this thing is having access to us to answer questions. Yeah. Because I'll guarantee for a lot of you that are listening, there's times that you're listening to the podcast because I've been there listening to podcasts. And I'm like, oh, shit, I wish I could answer this question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or I wish not answer this question. I wish I could ask this question. Yeah. Like if you're listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and there's a guest on talking about saunas. Mm-hmm. Um, and get Dr. Rona Patrick on there one time. I'm like, I have so many questions I want to ask. Yeah. I might not get an email back. I might not get a DM back. But if there's a place I can go to talk to her and get some information, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys uh, answer questions, we will answer. So so this service is going to be launched. Um, it, it should be. If you're listening to this, you should be able to access the website. Yes. Yes, it will be live right. when this uh, podcast is posted. So go to it right now, innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com. Dot com. And then you can uh, join the group, payment, get started. I'm actually on Google right now, Joe. I think it is working, and away you go. So there's uh, benefits. Are you ready? Yeah. Exclusive members-only content, forums, full training plans, question and answers. Uh, daily workouts is something that we will have that mm-hmm. we're working on. Uh, not available at this moment, but will be once we launch the apps. Yep. Uh, live chat, access to the Inner Circle community with members all over the world. So the, one of the cool things is all you little podcasters can talk to each other, share workouts, share ideas, encourage each other. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. So I, I think this is a great thing. Forget everything we said. The podcast just sign up for this. Yeah, you don't need you don't need books. All the good information. What are you reading for? (laughs) Just get it on the internet and join the inner circle. We we mentioned books. Maybe from this podcast, the content we're going to put up there is a reading list. Hey, what an idea! Great. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you guys. Hopefully, we'll see you there. Um, To repeat that again one more time, Joe, because we just have to sell some stuff. Mm -hmm. Inner Circle dot the maximuspodcast.com go there log in if you have a login if not click here to view available options and away you go yeah and we'll we'll be posting about it i mean pretty much from here on out so you should always you should always be able to find the link but check it out it's worth it you'll get to talk to us every day we'll answer questions we are going to make a commitment to to answer every question that's on there Mm -hmm. um especially for paying people we are going to make a commitment to check daily um and and, and, and we want the thing to grow. We want your feedback. We want yep. your ideas, what you would like in it. We, we want the community to help kind of create the future of what this is going to be because we are going to launch a companion app that's sort of based yes. off of this. So this is just the first iteration. We're just getting started. Awesome. So we will see you there. Yeah.